0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 5 of At Agincourt, White Hoods of Paris. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Harris. At Agincourt, White Hoods of Paris, by G. A. Henty, Chapter 5, Hostages Margaret rose to meet her husband. When he entered, she had looked pale in her dress of deep mourning before, but he thought that she looked paler now. She, too, had evidently been thinking over the summons that he had received, and there was an expression of firmness and resolution in her face that seemed to say that she had arrived at a more definite conclusion than he had done. "'Tis a naughty question, wife,' Sir Eustace said. "'In the first place, it is clear we cannot hope to defend the castle successfully against an attack by Burgundy. "'The last was but of the character of a raid. "'The next would be a serious siege by experienced soldiers, provided with all proper means and appliances. "'Before it was certain that Sir Clugney would, if he tarried here, be shortly attacked by the Burgundians, "'whereas now there would be no prospect of assistance.' There is no hope of help from england for there is no force in calais that could contend with that which would probably be sent against me therefore i take it that if attacked the castle must in the end fall in which case probably its defenders would all be put to the sword i myself should most certainly be killed the estates forfeited and you and the children taken prisoners to Paris. now it seems to me that that is not to be thought of it remains to decide therefore whether we shall abandon the castle and journey to England, or whether we will admit a Burgundian garrison, which will, in effect, we may be sure, be the first step toward losing the castle and estate altogether. It seems to me that the first will be the best plan. I see no chance of it at present, but in time Henry may invade France, and as we lie only some seven or eight miles from the frontier, he would doubtless recapture Villeroy, and we should again become its masters. You have not mentioned the other alternative, Eustace, namely that I and the children should go to Paris as hostages. and this, it seems to me, is the best of the three to follow. If there were indeed a chance of an English invasion, I should not say so, but I think not that there is any such prospect. It is many years since England has done aught in earnest, and during all that time her power in France has been waning. I would not that our children should lose this fair estate when it can well be preserved by some slight sacrifice on my part. Were I and the children to go to Paris, it would put an end to all doubts as to your loyalty, and you would hold the castle and estates. The peace now patched up between the parties will not last, and as soon as they are engaged with each other, and have no time to spare to think of attacking you here, I will endeavour to escape with the children and rejoin you. I shall assuredly have no cause for complaint. "'I shall, of course, have honourable treatment "'and apartments fitting to our rank assigned to me. "'It would be no great hardship, "'and even were it so, it would be worth enduring "'in order that our son Charles "'should inherit his father's estate. "'I could not part from you, love. "'Nay, Eustace, as I have said, "'it cannot be for long, "'and you must remember that twice "'when the children were infants "'I remained in England with them "'while you were some months here. "'It would be no worse now. I would take Guy with me. The lad has sense and courage. The children are both fond of him, and I myself could, if occasion arose, take counsel with him. Then I could have two or three stout men-at-arms who might ride in my train in peaceful garb as retainers. As to a maid, I can, if I need one, hire her in Paris. Surely, husband, it would be far better so that we should lose castle and land. There could be little danger to one in Paris at any time, still less to the wife of a vassal of the crown, least of all to a hostage. I shall be but staying at the court. If you bear a life and limb, Eustace, in defence of your castle, surely it is not much that I should put myself to the slight inconvenience of a stay in Paris for a while. I like it not, the knight said moodily. I see well enough that what you say is true, and that you should be safe at Charles's court. Indeed, safer than here. The citizens of Paris are indeed turbulent, whether they shout for Orléans or Burgundy. But what if Henry of England should again lead an army here? But why imagine what is not likely to happen? Long ere Henry comes, I may have joined you again. Should it be otherwise, I might perhaps escape, or at the very worst of all, they could but keep me in duress in my chamber. Who ever heard of a woman being ill-treated for the disobedience of a lord? All that they could do would be to make you pay a ransom for my return. I would rather go as a hostage myself. Nay, husband, that could hardly be. Who would then take care of your castle? It is not a hard thing that the king asks, merely that I and the children shall for a time live at his court as a proof that you, his vassal, hold your castle for him. Even if the worst comes to the worst, we could but lose castle and land, as we must lose it now, if I do not go. Nay, my dear lord, do not wrinkle your brow. We cannot strive against the might of France, and at present we must bow our heads and wait until the storm has passed and hope for better times. There may be an English war, ere long Henry may again extend his frontiers, and you might again become a vassal of England for these possessions of yours, even as your fathers were. I see that reason is on your side, Margaret, and yet I cannot bring myself to like the plan. Nor do I like it, husband, yet I feel that it were a thousand times better that I should be separated from you for a time, than that we should risk another siege. The last has cost us dear enough. Another might take you from me. Well, well, dear, I suppose you must have your way. Indeed, I do not see that harm can possibly come to you, and it will at any rate ensure peace for a time, and enable us to repair our tenants' losses. I shall send over a message at once to Sir Aylmer, and beg him to choose, and send me another fifty archers with that reinforcement I could make head against any attack, save in the greatest force, for there is no saying how things may go. The five-and-twenty did wonders, and with thrice that force I should feel confident that Villeroy could withstand any attack, save by an army with an abundance of great machines. Well, Margaret, since you have decided for me that you are to go, and indeed I myself plainly see that that alternative is really the best, let us talk over who you had best to take with you. I quite approve of your choice of guy. He is a good lad, and will make a brave knight some day. I shall now make him one of my esquires and as such he will always be in attendance on you and assuredly agnes and charlie will as well as yourself benefit by his presence he will be able to take them out and look after them as he talks french as well as english the lad will be useful to you in many ways have you any preferences to the four men-at-arms could you spare tom the leader of the archers i should like to have another englishman with me and he is very good-tempered and obliging He is shrewd, too, and with his strength and courage I should feel that I could wholly rely upon him in any strait. though indeed I see not that there is any probability of such occurring. Certainly you can have him, Margaret, and I shall be glad to know that he is with you. Dickon, who is next under him, can act as captain of the archers while he is away. I have noticed that Tom is picking up the language fast. He is always ready to do little kindnesses to the women and children, and I have often heard him talking with them. He will soon get to speak the language fairly. As to the others, have you any choice? No, no, I think you had better choose them for me, Eustace. They had better be French, he said. It would not do for you to surround yourself entirely by English, although, of course, it is natural enough that you should have an English squire and servant. I think that you could not do better than to take Jules Varret and Albert Bongard. They are both stout men-at-arms, prudent fellows, and not given to the wine-cup. As a fourth, I would say, Jean Picard's son. He's a stout fellow, too, and I know that but for his father's hopes that he will one day succeed him as butler. He would have taken service regularly as a man-at-arms. He fought stoutly when the French gained the wall, and I marked him engaging blows with Sir Clugnet himself, and bearing himself as well as any man there. You could choose no better. So be it, she said. I think, Eustace, that with four such defenders, to say nothing of young guy, You need not feel uneasy about us. I don't think that I should feel uneasy, Margaret, but I know that I can ill spare you. You have ever been at my side since we were married, save when after the births of Agnes and Charles. You were forced to stay in England when I came over here. I felt it a dreary time then, and shall feel it so now. But I doubt not that all will go well with you, though it will be a very different life to that to which you have been accustomed. I shall do well enough, Margaret said cheerfully, and maybe I shall get so fond of court that you will have to take me to that of Henry when we return to England. Now you had best begin to make your preparations. I will speak to Guy and the others myself. Sir Eustace went into the courtyard where Guy was superintending the issue of provisions to the women. This can go on without you, he said. Gervaise will see to it. I would speak to you. You were at the meeting this morning, Guy, and you heard what the Herald of France said. The position is a hard one. I cannot hold the castle against the strength of France, while if we take a Burgundian garrison, I should cease to be its master, and it would doubtless soon pass into other hands. Again, if I go to England, it would equally be lost to us. Therefore, my wife has resolved, in order to gain time until these disorders are over, to go to Paris with the children as a hostage for me. In no case, as it seems to me, are Dame Margaret and the children likely to be in danger. Nevertheless, I am greatly loath for them to go. Purchase necessary. BTW group void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.